trouble is not my fault All this I got to lose my friends I lost my baby That's a smoking crack Only today what to change He wanted it So the cook gonna try What like to feel fans to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I am your host, Alex Gruskin. He was getting a little bit salty behind the scenes, desperate to make his return to the Cracked Interviews podcast. So joining me today as my co-host, it is Cracked Rackets founder and CEO. Uh, He tries to be a goofball, but he's really not that funny. And the Riker to my Jean-Luc Picard, it is our very own Dalton Thieneman. Dalton, welcome back to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Cue the applause. <laughs> um, I was gonna give myself uh, my own applause, if you will, but I feel like that introduction was good enough. Um, it's been ten days. I have had severe FOMO every single hour of those ten days. So glad to be back on the pod with you, Gruskin. I thought, and I'm not trying to make light of this situation, but I thought you were about to say I've been ten days sober. I've been cleaning myself up, getting ready for this podcast. So yeah, we're good. You know, we're glad. Yeah, good. Well, we are glad to have you back. Joining us as our guest today, although he may have dropped out of the call because he thought, eh, average introduction, it is one of the co-founders of the up-and-coming wonderful tennis uh, media company, TennisTakes.com. He is a former Florida Gator where he was in a 2017 academic award champion, SEC academic honor roll, SEC all-freshman team. He's done it all. It is... Max Lippman. Max, welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Wow, what an introduction. Guys, it feels good. Uh, I am overly honored that you know that much about me. Well, I almost... I will make... <laughs> Go no, ahead. I, I was going to say, I almost said, and it is our resident ginger, because I've seen some photos, and the uh, the fro is rather red. No, the fro is red. The beard is red. Um, <laughs> you know what? Won't say anything else. But as far as uh, gender goes, I'm there. And I want to make a little note that I appreciate you mentioned my academic awards. That um, is why I went and played college tennis right there. Well, look, I, I know the first three listeners of this podcast will be me, my mother, and then probably your mother. So I know those are the things they want to hear first. Academic, you know, you had your <laughs> together academic wise. So, that, you know, got to get that out of the way. It's all yeah, about making well, mom proud. Of course. Well, you know, the reason we wanted to have you on is twofold. One, we obviously want to talk about tennis takes and, you know, what that what that whole endeavor has become. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about you and why I think you're so qualified to be a part of something like tennis takes, because for our listeners who don't know, you know, you have had a prolific tennis career yourself and you come from a family of tennis players. So can, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your start with the game? Yeah, absolutely. So tennis kind of runs in my family. Uh, mom and dad played. My mom actually played at Vanderbilt. Um, all, my, all my siblings loved it. My older brother, Ryan, uh, was an original co-founder of Tennis Takes, played at Vanderbilt, All-American, now is currently the assistant coach there. Um, I had a you know, decent junior career, got to play some pretty big tournaments along the way, uh, junior U.S. Open, ended up getting to go to Florida on a scholarship, which was an incredible four years. Um, up and down results as most people tend to have in college tennis. And then I spent this last year in England getting a master's while playing on their tennis team, um, University of Nottingham. So it's been a, it's been a whirlwind, uh, a lot of fun, and it's been a great ride. 
All right, you just said about 30 things there I would like to follow up on. I've been told we're not allowed to keep you for two hours, so I'll try and keep it focused here. Um, let, let's start with the brothers, because I know, you know, Tennis Takes was a venture amongst, uh, the, you know, you and Marshall and, and Ryan, and just in general, you know, growing up in a family of brothers, like you mentioned, and I'm having a mom as a tennis player as well, was it just all tennis all the time for you three? You know what? Surprisingly not. In fact, soccer was the leading sport. Really? Getting. Oldest really? brother, yeah, oldest brother Marshall loved it. Um, played till he was 17. He got, you know, when it's like the older siblings start to play a sport, everyone kind of tags along. So <laughs> then my brother played soccer until he was 14. My sister played till 12. And then me till 10. And then Ryan, Marshall quit at 17 because I'm done with the sport. Ryan's <laughs> next to go. I follow Ryan. We're all out. And so then tennis became the only thing we wanted to do. We loved it. Played all the time, you know. We we talked about tennis. We watched it. Um, just kind of what we dreamt of doing. So, you know, to kind of have an opportunity with my two brothers to start something in tennis was special. Um, we're really close. Where, you know, we're always in constant contact. We kind of had this idea to start tennis takes. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, after a few months, Ryan had to shut down. He's very busy being a college coach. For those out there in that world know how, how all-consuming that job can be. But, um, yeah, so it's, no, I mean, to start with your brothers, anything to do with family is, is so important and really a special venture. No, I, I mean, look, you're talking to two guys who come from families of brothers. I happen to be the middle child, and I have an older and a younger brother. Dalton, if you can't tell, fancies himself as the oldest of four brothers. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we understand what that competition aspect is like. You know, a little fun question to get you loosened up. You know, you, Ryan, and Marshall take the tennis court right now. And we'll throw in Mrs. Lipman as well because she's certainly, you know, she's, she's the root of it all. Uh, who comes out with the W? Who comes out standing? Yeah, and you know what? I'd like to think of myself a modest person. People might disagree with that comment. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you why I will be the last one standing. And it, it has less to do with my ability and more to do with my opponent's uh, injury. So we'll start with my. We'll start with Ryan's opponent. He's got he's got three hip surgeries going for him. Um, you know he's it's just not he's not in the prime of his athletic career. No, uh, he's still got an all court game, but he's I'm taking him out. Uh, Marshall's working on multiple hip surgeries, shoulder surgery, just not looking good for him. And then, much as I love my mom, she's just got no backhand at the end of the day. I know where to go, know how to beat her. Feeling confident about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would hope you feel confident, again, given your accomplishment. You, you played four years as a varsity tennis player, and we all know the Gators knock out uh, the Commodores every time. But pretty obvious to me why you would be the pick there. You're also the youngest, so... You should have the most. How's that going for me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But again, you know, you're modest. It, it's a modest atmosphere. You're saying that humbly. You exactly in the nicest way possible. I'm the best. Uh, every, every, every day. I love to hear it. All right, one more fun one off of that. You and Mrs. L are taking on Ryan and Marshall. Who 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 comes out with the victory there? You know, that's a tough one because doubles really helps them with their hip problems, and it's got a lot I'm of saying. games. You know what? If it's I think if it's an endurance thing, if it's three out of five, you know, men's grand slam, me and mom are taking them. We're in great shape. <laughs> if, it's, if it's a 10-point breaker, you know, I could see them. I could see them sneaking by, maybe 10-7. We'll call that one a draw if we can. Sure. So do the, do the conditions come into play at all? 
indoor, outdoor? Oh, absolutely. If, if it's grass courts, I mean, Ryan Littman doesn't lose on a grass court. So I'm going to give him that. Um, <laughs> if, it's, uh, if it's a clay court, Ryan Littman's not getting that W. So it really does play, play a lot. Well, of, uh, I was going to say, that was a nice example of your modesty, by the way, calling it a draw. Well done. Uh, but in terms of Ryan being the grass court standout, I want to play a little bit of trivia with you. It's something we do on all of our segments. So, Westoff, if you could, cue the game show sound effect. It's time for Alex's Trivia. Dalton, I don't think you've ever heard me do that in person, so I'm sorry. I am sitting back here just, I, I'm shocked. I, I, no words are coming. I'm just, I'm just sitting back. And yeah. Well, you know, you, again, you talk about that grass court proficiency, and the reason I bring that up, and I have a theory that every tennis player, because it's an individual sport, they remember the biggest moments, biggest matches in their career. So I want to take our listeners back to June 7th to June 13th, 2010, where we have a young Max with two X's Lipman in the International Grass Court Championships taking home his first ITF junior title. Max, I'm going to ask you, do you remember who you played in the final and what the score of that match was? So I beat Shannon Sant 6-1, In fact, I could tell you, I'm pretty sure each match of that tournament and almost the score of every match. I'm going to say this, regardless of how good your brothers were, this has to be the best victory in Lippmann family history. I want to take our listeners to September 6th to September 12th, 2010, U.S. Open Junior Tennis Championships, qualifying round one. The former number one junior in the U.S. in the 16s, Max Lippmann, takes on this Argentinian player now and knocks him out in three sets. Can you name the player and can you name the score? You know what? I can never forget the player, the uh, five foot seven Argentinian beast, Diego Schwartzman, Diego Sebastian Schwartzman, if you will. And you know what? Score, I, I want to say six three in the third. Um, it's court P10. I remember this. I remember that clearly. I mean, trust me, that, that's not a memory I'm going to forget. I, mean, I see this guy every week on the tour, and here I am, you know. I don't want, I'm not doing that. So, well, anyway. What, what was he wearing? I, like, this is the most detailed answer I've heard that you ever even got to. You. What were you wearing that day? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, fashion's everything, especially in today's game. I was rough. My feeling is just gotten sponsored by them, feeling like a big deal. And if I know my 15-year-old self, it's only to be at Wimbledon one day. I think the natural transition question from that is, Max, you mentioned this earlier, you know, your mom and brother both played tennis at Vanderbilt. Um, you're going through this recruiting process. Obviously, you're, you know, you're number one in the juniors in 16. You're a blue chip recruit on tennis recruiting, although your pictures are not very flattering. The sleeveless was never a good idea. Um, but with all of these doors open to you, you know, how do you resist the temptation of just going to Vanderbilt? And how did you keep an open mind throughout the entire process? Yeah, well, I want to first address the sleeveless part. Um, that's a mother's fault. You know, she really shouldn't be allowed. She not allow me to do that as a 12-year-old kid. She should know that. It's not parenting. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've been getting a lot of flack for the pro, too. Let's call that bad parenting, too. All right, let's move on to the real stuff, though. You can get away with one blunder, but not two. Two blunders was too far. 
it's too much. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, so as far as the college question, though, it was hard. Um, you know, growing up in Nashville, I was a big Vandy fan. Mom and brother went there. And me and Ryan would have had one year together at Vanderbilt. It was tough, and we're super close. And I think at the end of the day, I kind of wanted to create my own path. Um, wanted to be a little bit away from home, have that independence that college gives you. And I found, uh, you know, kind of a home in Gainesville with an amazing coaching staff with Brian Sheldon and Mark Merkel at the time who recruited me. And honestly, the, I, I didn't grow up a Gator fan at all. Couldn't stand them. Hated the chomp, everything about it. Uh, Tim Tebow didn't like them. But you go down to Gainesville and there's this, you know, there's this vibe there. This campus is amazing. Great facilities, unbelievable athletes. Um, just felt kind of at home when I went there. And at the end of the day, it wasn't as hard of a decision as I thought it was going to be just because of how at home Gainesville felt to me. No, I, I, I can understand that. And just if you were giving advice to our listeners, because uh, a lot of them are juniors, some of them may be parents, just wanting to talk about the recruiting process. You know, you had the benefit, of, again, of having a sibling and a mother go through that. So if you were to give advice to the people going through the recruiting process now, what would you tell them? Well, if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to shamelessly plug to a series on our tennis takes with my college tennis experience because there are some articles there that guys and girls go into the recruiting process, and it's really, really good. Um, and I've even read reading theirs, which I took some of their advice. And honestly, the biggest thing I would personally say are to enjoy the process. Um, it's a tough time in your life. It's the biggest decision you'll make as a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid. But enjoy it and take your time. Take your visit. See other schools. Go to places in the country you never thought you would enjoy going to. Um, you know, take your time with your coaches. Ask questions about your future. You know, don't just think about tennis. Think about academics. Think about your social life at these schools. Be very thorough. It's a huge decision. Um, but the biggest thing is to enjoy the process. You know, when again in your life will you have major universities be, you know, beating at your door to come have you play for them. You know, as, as much as I love to tell everyone that when they graduate college, there's going to be 20 big, you know, Nike and Adidas companies jumping at the bit to hire you, it's a little bit tougher. And so this is kind of a once in a lifetime experience that you've really just got to um, enjoy and, you know, and, and appreciate. I love that answer. And it's actually the perfect segue to the main event and the reason we had you on today. Um, tennis takes and uh, for those who just heard max's answer go check out college tennis experience the series on www.tennistakes.com and with that max give us your pitch about tennis takes uh, we here at cracked rackets um you know a year and a half ago came up with the you know idea to cover tennis in a unique way give a fresh perspective on the sport which we all know it desperately needs and we were so excited to see tennis takes come into the fold as well because our sport desperately needs coverage in all areas, junior, college, and professional tennis. Um, so tell our listeners about tennis takes, uh, the genesis of the idea, and how you and your brothers uh, decided to pursue this. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but before starting off, I'm, I'm, we're huge fans of you guys. Love what y'all are doing. Tennis is an undercovered sport. Um, the majors that cover it, in my, in our opinion, my opinion, I'll say, don't cover it very well. It's not thoughtful and fair enough, and there's just more that can be done. Um, tennis is such a global sport. 
and there's so many talented players um, from all levels that aren't seeing, you know, enough, I guess, um, enough coverage. And so kind of that became one of our personal, I guess, goals as a, when we started this was to kind of create this unfiltered platform for very respected people in tennis to view whatever's on their mind, uh, you know, whether it's talking about the most recent tennis scandal, if it's talking about maybe bigger issues within the sport, uh, professionally, college tennis, whether it's coaching, on-court coaching, whether it's, you know, the Serena scandal at the U.S., um, all sorts of things. And so we kind of just, along with you guys, saw that there isn't enough coverage. Um, we felt like we were capable of providing it, um, capable of kind of through our network of contacts, giving people um, a voice or kind of giving people a different viewpoint that maybe they're not being offered at the moment. And so that's kind of really where Tennis Takes started. Um, and as we've gone along, we've, you know, kind of started to expand it into other other things that we didn't realize that we would even do. Um, and so I, the, I'm going to segue that into the fact that, for those of you who don't know, Ryan Lippman, he was my middle brother, plays at Vanderbilt, um, who ended up having to drop out just with college tennis being all-consuming. And so we ended up adding unbelievable pickup for us, Brian Baker, who, for those of you who don't know, this guy's ranked 52 in the world, ATP, top, I believe top 30 doubles player, reached the round 16 at Wimbledon, 2012. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee, unbelievable player, but even better guy, um, super smart, you know, driven, hardworking, everything that we were, me and Marshall wanted to bring into the fold. And so, you know, with his plethora of knowledge in the tennis world and his contacts, we kind of are just hoping to bring even more fun and exciting content um, to our kind of our, our readers. Yeah. I, I, again, a lot of the things you say, we, we echo that sentiment. And I'm, I'm just curious, you know, you've had so many wonderful people come on and write pieces for you, whether it's Coach Shelton, Coach Diaz, Coach Peter Smith, uh, the Anna Ivanoviches of the world, obviously the, you know, the Littman brothers as well. We love hearing what you guys have to say. Uh, what has the response been so far? Because, you know, again, the way we all talk about it seems to be the way a lot of these players think of the tennis media coverage in that they're not happy with how stuffy it is. They like the relaxed, uh, you know, laid back atmosphere approach to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been generally positive. We've seen a lot of, you know, people that have been excited with kind of what we've been doing. And, you know, and a lot of people in the same breath we hear, you know, crack dragons and tennis takes, which is awesome. I mean, it's, it's creating a new wave of, tennis coverage that as you know we both agree it's definitely needed um and kind of we're both taking our own stance our own angle at it which is even better so it's giving people different perspectives from you know every which way and i think you know honestly that was kind of when me marshall ryan started this we kind of quickly realized that you know we weren't the ones that need to give um everyone you kind of share our thoughts all the time there's so many people that should be sharing their thoughts that maybe they don't want to be full-time writers, but they have stuff in them that people need to hear. People need to read about these things, but it's Peter Smith talking about his advice to parents, which is a hell of a read for not just parents, but not just parents of tennis players, but parents for all sports. Um, even the kids itself can learn a lot of lessons in there. I mean, that's something that, you know, we reached out to him and you know, he took it. That was where he wanted to go with this and we couldn't have been happier. And that's not something we didn't see talked about. I mean, it's not directly tennis related, but that's just great advice. And uh, another 
guests that you had on to, um, you know, write a piece. And actually, I think it was one of your short takes uh, through the interview article series uh, was Ana Ivanovich. Um, tell a little bit of that and, and give a plug for our readers to go check that out as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no, we were humbled um, to have Ana come on to our short take series. Uh, we're very fortunate to be working with one of our main contributors, is Bruce Lipka. Um, unbelievable coach uh, who used to coach Miami. He's a fantastic coach up in Rockville, Maryland now. And, you know, he has unbelievable contacts in the world of tennis. And he was able to set us up with Ana Ivanovich. And, you know, it was, this was this was special for us. I mean, she is former world number one, grand slam champion. And you don't get those sort of names every day. And so this, I kind of have her on the site, was very humbling for us. And, you know, she obviously felt that it was worth her time, um, which is, and very, very cool. And we learned some great things from it. I mean, you want to, you know, we talk about expanding the coverage. That doesn't mean we don't cover the top people, but it also just means, you know, we hear from everyone. You know, so you see on on the site, but then you see guys that are lesser ranked that maybe don't have the same ability to share their voice, but they have just as much knowledge in our opinion that someone like Anna Ivanovich would have. Yeah, and you know, even beyond that, you talk about some of the short takes you've had from the Anna Ivanoviches to your conversation with Alex Dimenauer. And I mean, it's just the full spectrum. I agree, it offers a a personal aspect. That you know, that's what we try and accomplish with these podcasts as well. Um, you know, let, let's play a little game of a uh, of uh, speculation. Where not only where do you see tennis takes going, but just on a fun note, if you could have a dream short take with anyone. Who would it be? Other than me, of course, you know, my modest self. We are um, really just trying to continue what we're doing. We're, we feel like we're getting traction. We're enjoying what we're doing. It's not the most important. And we're just trying to get as many people to have a story um, to be told on our site. We've, you know, we've got different, we've got some different series ideas that are kind of in the works. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll sneak peek at a few maybe that, one is having parents of top juniors write a kind of write about their experience, building off of what Peter Smith did uh, at USC with his advice to tennis parents. We think it, we think more tennis parents could you know could hear from from other tennis parents. Um, another one is you know potentially maybe having wives of players write. We think their story is fascinating. And so we've kind of got some ideas that we're um, toiling around with, and we'll see. But honestly, it's a it's a ride that you never really know where it goes. Um, things change quickly and. We're trying to take it day by day. Oh, I, I, again, I love that answer. I think that's a sentiment. Uh, uh, you know, all young companies have. We're the same way. You know, keep trying to produce, and we are looking forward to seeing what you guys have and what you come up with. And you know, my two morning things: I go to CrackRackets.com, shameless plug for us, and then I go to TennisTakes.com. And no shameless plug. Do it in that order, listeners. Um, but no, I'm just kidding. Of course, like, it's so much great content from you guys. And again, we're just happy that you, uh, you know, this platform for players to speak their mind. It's so wonderful. So we're such fans of what you guys are doing. But all right, before we let you go, and that's enough flattery, uh, we want to do one last thing with you. Uh, it's what, you know, we try and we do it with all of our listeners because we want our fans to know who is the Max Lippman behind that sleeveless shirt and that, you know, 
oh-so-enticing red fro. So we're going to throw you through a little bit of a rapid fire. Uh, we're going to start out, you know, I could have done 45 minutes on just your time at Florida. So I'm going to ask you some fun questions about your time there, and then we'll do uh, a couple at the end about just you in general, some of your favorite things. Sound good? Let's give the people what they want. I love it. Let's amen, talk. amen. Oh, my God. Please cut that out, Westoff. Um, But all right, let's start with this one. So, again, to our listeners, you spent four years at the University of Florida playing tennis. I want to know, in your four years there, who is the biggest hook in practice on your team? Biggest hook in practice? I'm going to give it to – it's a tough one. I'm going to give it to Elliot Orkin when he's less (laughs) than the hook and more just not really caring, and so he'll just call it out. Oh, I love it. And someone in your class, so it's fine to throw them under the bus. Well, then, in a similar vein, who's the best to get dinner with? Best to get dinner? I'm going to go Diego Zalgo, uh, my boy from Ecuador. He's always got some stories on his uh, on his plate that he can give you. And one that I'm probably – things that I'm not going to experience, so I'm happy to hear them from his, his perspective. <laughs> oh, I, love it. I, I should have asked you about this for the first question. Quick follow-up. Of the three Lippmann sons, who is the biggest hook? Once again, filling off my modesty, my mom used to call me Santa Claus as a junior because I gave away so many calls, so it's not me. Um, <laughs> Ryan's also very fair. You know what? I'm just going to say Marshall because he would never want to lose to us. So I'm going to guess his team would hook at the end of the day. Just a quick well, aside, I'm going to use that. I'm, I'm definitely using the Santa Claus joke with Presley. Cause that's- <laughs> Congratulations to him winning state, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That, was a, that was a good short take. Yeah, well, yeah, that was a nice little short, t- little plug. No, but all right. Getting back, you, you mentioned Diego as a fun guy for dinner. Best guy on your team to go out with. Times have changed for me. I'm gonna go with Chase Resblanco because he's ready to go home by twelve. And honestly, that's all I'm good for these days. Twelve o'clock, I'm ready. To go home. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, then the last question from me, and this is a, a sneak tease to the 2018-2019 NCAA tennis season. More talented team. Any of the four teams you played on during your time at Florida or the 2018-19 Gators men's tennis team? This one's so tough to vote against myself with my modesty. Um, however, <laughs> I'm going to have to because this 2018-2019 team is absolutely stacked. I mean, these guys can play. Um, there's so many good teams in college tennis, but I'd be shocked if Florida isn't you know, one of the – one of the ones competing for the national championship. Got a great coaching staff, and, and they're just so talented. It's going to be fun to watch, honestly. Got to give a quick plug to Lucas Greif of uh, originally Evansville, Indiana, but more recently Indianapolis, Indiana. Smith Tennis represents. Absolutely. Go Gators. <laughs> go Gators. Go Gators. Yeah, Keep on. Get the chop down. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Harry Potter. Come on now. If you were to be in a house in Harry Potter, which one would it be? I'm not leaving my boy Harry hang, hanging. I'm going to be with him. <laughs> you are. JC Aragoni gave that exact same answer, so I love it. Um, all right. Uh, well, that, that, was your, that was your next question, Justin. I'm up. Uh, uh, preferred um, apparel sponsor. <laughs> really? We were limited without a doubt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Um, all right. Well, then, 
that'll be it for the rapid fire. I do want to ask you one more thing, and we've had a ton of fun, and so, you know, I do want to end on a serious note. I know you were very close with Sean Carl before he passed away, and I know you've been uh, very active in the Sean Carl Foundation. Can you talk to our listeners a little bit about that and just, you know, what what that foundation means to you as someone who was so close with him? Yeah, of course. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Sean was my best friend growing up, played every junior tournament together, um, couldn't have a closer childhood friend. And when he passed away, uh, Ewing Sarcoma at 20, coming up on four years now, his parents put together a foundation under his name called the Sean Cower Foundation. Um, and honestly, a foundation like this means everything to me. It couldn't be closer to the heart. Um, we're trying to raise money for, you know, to hopefully eradicate this cancer. And, you know, the pediatric cancer is, grossly um, underfunded and we're trying to, you know, be a part of the movement of, of starting to fund it better. And so, you know, if you guys have a minute, I'd, it'd mean everything to me to check out their website, read the story, get to know Sean. I promise if you want to start to read and kind of understand his life, his background, the warrior he was, you know, you'll find inspiration in it and you'll, you know, I, I hope if you have extra money, you know, all the money is appreciated, but less than that, more just the prayers for the people that are fighting out there um, every day for their lives and, you know, being thankful for what we have because um, life is short and, and Sean uh, is kind of a daily reminder for me. I, I completely agree with you. It, it's a wonderful foundation for a wonderful cause and so sad that anything like that has to happen. But uh, again, there will is some good that comes out of it in that Sean's memory will hopefully help raise awareness, help raise money, help us defeat something that is just so stupid. But all right, you know, Max, we want to thank you so much for coming on. As we mentioned, you're more than welcome to come on anytime. Uh, I also want to thank our super producer, Daniel Westoff, who has a, f- of a job to do editing as always. But one last time for myself, Alex Gruskin, for our wonderful co-host, eh, Dalton Thieneman for our lovely guest and tennis takes own Max Lippman. Um, you know, we want to thank you all for listening and Max again, anytime you're more than welcome. Guys, thank you so much. It's uh, been an absolute pleasure. Just want to end on this. As far as the family to cast on goes, um, Lippman's don't take days off while you guys are on the couch watching NFL football. We're training, we're getting ready. We eat healthy, clean, we sleep well. That's all I have to say. Thank you. <laughs> that is shots fired. I am going to get on a call with the whole Thieneman clan after, and let it let it be let it be known that I'm going to be on the sideline with a whistle at the end of the day. So I'm just rallying groups to and the motivational speaker as well. Uh, I love it. Leave it all in, Westoff. And again, thanks everyone. We'll we'll see you all. Next. <laughs>